I'm Trent Alexander-Arnold. I'm Curtis Jones. I am Cody Gagbo. Putting on the Liverpool top for the first time, it was a dream come true and I'll never forget that moment. The new LFC 24-25 season Nike home kit is out now. Buy it today along with our new goalkeeper kit and training range at your official LFC stores. Online at liverpoolfc.com forward slash store and on the official LFC store app. You will never walk alone. Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. Go to ssa.gov EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya, quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un filet fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. Fuck your Super League, you greedy bastards. Football fans unite. This is our game, not yours. Welcome to Carnage. Welcome, welcome ladies and gentlemen for another episode of Carnage, a special episode of Carnage. <sighs> Look, there we were, huh? all watching uh, Line of well, I was watching Line of Duty on a Sunday night. And if it couldn't get more exciting, um, we saw reports of a Super League developing. Um, and since then, it's been, it's been mad. It's been a mad, for, what, 48 hours, lads? Something like that. Um, and yeah, there's been developments left, right and centre. Asked him to bring in early and have agreed to make it on a Tuesday night. Listen, first of all, I want to welcome everyone in the chat. There's about nearly 200 of you. Before we start, you know the drill because Gav's polite, Keith's polite. I'm not like this. Press the like button. You need to press the like button before we continue. You know, it's free. Come on, we're trying our best out here for you. The least you can do is just press the like button. And then I want to thank my guest, guest my special guest. I'm going to introduce him first. Saeed from Saeed TV, my brother from Manchester. What's happening? What's happening, people? Big up to LFC Day Trippers, man. Thanks for having me on. And yeah, no man. Problem. Crazy, man. Roller coaster. Um, you know, I, mean, I don't even like roller coasters, so I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> I avoid them at Alter Towers. But yeah, man, it's been a crazy, crazy eventful, I'd say three hours, probably. Well, no, I'd, I'd say, I'd say, no, but since seventy-two, well, yeah, seventy-two, yeah, 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 absolutely. You know what? You're probably right. Seventy-two hours, crazy, man. Mental, Sunday mental. night, Sunday night, I didn't sleep. Monday night, I didn't sleep. I ain't gonna lie to you, man, I didn't sleep. 
I was just like, what is going on, man? Our football clubs are just in tatters, man. Tatters. Yep, yep, they are. We're going to dig deep into our football clubs. Um, mm. Avi from sunny California. Is it sunny? Sunny California. What's yeah. happening, bro? Yeah, good, good, all good. Um, happy to be back after a week off. So, all good. Good, good, good. And um, obviously, you know, doesn't need any introduction by my partner in crime, Mr. Gavin Doyle. What's happening? I'm good. I, I, I mean, I did ask Gav to, I text Gav about six o'clock and I said, you've got to join me today because we've got to talk about this. And he said, I have, he hasn't slept as well because Saeed, you ain't slept and Gav hasn't slept as well, but you look fresh. Whereas I'm wrecked. Whereas. <laughs> I'm fucked. <laughs> but um, did you get any sleep? Did you manage to get any sleep? No, no, I was up at about five this morning and I haven't slept. And it wasn't because of the European Super League. It was just stuff happening at home. You know, a small kid, a small child. But um, look, I'm mad, like like Seed said and, and, and Avi and yourself, a, a crazy 48 hours. We've done a show on Sunday night and we are finishing it up. And this just all went mental. I mean, yeah, I literally finished the stream, walked away and come back about 10 minutes uh, later and done another one for another hour. It's, it's been crazy and it's been... It's fucking ludicrous to be perfectly honest mm, with you. Absolutely. You know, um, yeah. For for what the eighteenth of of January, they announce a European Super League with twelve um, member clubs or twelve anchor clubs or whatever you want to call them, and on the twentieth, it's it's done with. It's it's it, a lot of people said it was a big power play, um, but if that's a power play, I don't want any of these people involved in a power play on my behalf at any stage of any proceedings. Well, that's look, okay with everyone. But look, it's not officially, officially over, right? It is. But, but, it, but, but everything points to, no, Gav, come on, let's be real. It's not officially, but it's unofficially over. Everything points <coughs> to it being um, over and done with within, as you guys say, 72 hours. I want to take it back, though. I want to take it back. And I'm going to start off with Saeed because, um, mm. you know, I know, obviously, I know you personally as well. So I know you've been very vocal on this on this Manchester United thing. And I want to start talking about Manchester United because look, it seems as though the coverage is solely being on Liverpool. Like, you yeah. know, we got, just because we were playing on the first day after it's announced and then all the pressure on Klopp and the players and Gary Neville, your boy, Gary Neville. I don't know if he's your boy, but you know what I mean? United, United's Gary yeah. Neville. Yeah. I want to know from your angle, when you heard the news, from your viewpoint, what went through your head what went through United fans' heads? Talk One second, I've got something you... in my eye. One second, it's got something yeah, in my eye. Yeah, yeah, handle your eye, man. But, Avi, I'm going to come to you then. When you first heard it, because you're a guy that... No, I'm, I'm not going to put words in your mouth. I'm going to let you say it, how you feel about... When you heard the news, what did you think of this whole scenario? Because me and Gav have been talking about it for ages. Yeah, well, there's been talk of this for... The last few years, if you think about it, it's always been a notion for the last ten years, and I wasn't. I'm not. I'm going. I'm not going to lie. I'll, you know, I'll, I'll hang my balls out there to dry. I'm, I wasn't against all four or it either. What I was against, I was against UEFA. I don't like the way UEFA operates itself as a constitution. I did want change, but not the change that I saw what ESL were proposing. Um, the system, the format that they proposed in a two-page email or whatever it was on Sunday just didn't make sense to me, especially with the promotion and there was no relegation system in place that the 12 founding men members were going to get 2.3 billion in funds. I wasn't agreeing to that, but 
I did want someone to challenge the unchallenged for the last 20, 30 years, which is UEFA. So I wasn't against, I was for a new format or a revamp or rebranding of the product that we currently have. Because let's face it, guys, since the early 90s, the Champions League was always, when it first started, was the champions of each of the league participating in a tournament. Greed and money came in, branding came in, marketing came in. We dropped to the top two teams of your league. Then the top three of your team, uh, top three teams of your league. Then it became four. Then that fourth team had to qualify to get into the Champions League, right? Now it's automatic four places in the Premiership. Go straight to the Champions League. So they've been changing this system for the last 25 years anyway, right? And I don't want to get into the the, the right logistics of it, but we know how Seth Blatter, we know how Michel Platini, Leonard Johansson, the FIFA and UEFA presidents, we know how... Angel Maria Villa, who was in the job for six months, yet he took a $6 million payment and he was embezzled in terms of transferring funds. And he only had a six-month stint before Platini took over as the UEFA president. So let's not say, oh, they've all of a sudden become heroes. Mm. They made a hash of this FFP law, right? And as soon as, and I know Steve's on, I know he's a big City fan, so welcome, Steve. But as soon as that CAS overturned City's decision, it weakened UEFA as a whole constitution. It weakened their position. Hence, we had 12 ESLs, European Super League teams, whatever you want to call them. They had a little bit more power to dictate what they wanted to do. Now, they've come together collectively. And this isn't a thing that's done over since the last year or two years. This has been going on for the last five years, you'd imagine. Carefully planning. But the way it's been conducted is absolutely sickening. So let me just get that right. The way it's been conducted by Fiorentino Perez, by the Liverpool Football Club, by Manchester United Football Club, and I include Chelsea and Man City, even though they're the first two clubs to say we're out of it. I include all those clubs. It's absolutely sickening the way they've conducted, the way things have um, come to in the last 24 hours. Mm. So, man, I'm so, so glad my man's made it. Steve, welcome to my channel. Welcome yeah, to my show. Uh, I know you was busy, but I had to get you on today, man. I had to get you on today because, you know what, what I mean? Wow, man. Oh, man, yeah, definitely 100%. Um, I'm just going to go back to Saeed because Saeed has yeah. some issues. You know, Saeed always got issues with his internet and his nose or his eyes or something going in on. Mm. But Saeed, talk to me Sunday. What happened when you... When you found out all this malarkey from a Man United fan point of view, talk to me about your feelings. I felt um, I felt stabbed in the back, man. I'm not lie to you. I felt like for me, you know, this was like the tipping bird. You know when you have the tipping bird, man? It just topped it all off for me. You know what I mean? There was already a glaze out movement. You know what mm. I mean? Whether that came into fruition, whether that came into kind of um, in its enormity, that's for another question. But for me... It was already bubbling. And this was for me that tipped me over. It really did. I put everything aside. I said, you know, I always said to people, Ollie's a, Ollie's a problem. We need to get him out. Duh, duh, duh. But I always thought of the short-term issue. And then I said to myself, you know what I mean? Wake up, Simon. You need to get these guys out, man. And this was a tipping point for me where I thought, you know what? Get these guys out, man. Because what they've done is for me, like I'm not even bothered about the ESL. I'm not even bothered about all this Super League and all this nonsense. I wasn't bothered about that. Because at the end of the day, it was, it was the people that in charge that made this possible. And I said to myself, why are, we, why are we talking about European Super League and all that? Well, in reality, these owners have done this to us. They've stabbed us in the back. They haven't even contemplated, even thinking about the fans. You know what mm. I mean? They haven't even contemplated thinking about a normal 
working class person here who watches the football game. Because at the end of the day, the football game has started from the working class people, whether you like it or not. And it's come from them. And they said to them, how's he going to watch the game on a Wednesday when it's in America or it's in, you know, in, in the other side of the world? Don't get me wrong yet. We love our worldwide fans. But the footballing game came from within here. The beautiful, you know what I mean, country of England. It came here. And I thought to myself, these guys have come over here. And within right, they said to us, you know what? We're going to sell your dream. You know what I mean? I don't think um, Steve would take it any any other way. You know what I mean? They've they've given him a dream. They've given him memories. But at the end of the day, you can't sell your soul, man. And that's what mm. I thought to myself. I'm not selling my soul for the good of the Glazers. When they, them guys here are not going to give you anything in return. They're not going to give mm. you anything, man. You know what I mean? What's the point <sighs> buying shirts and all that? What's the point buying all this here when in reality, they don't care? All it is here when you put it on, it's just a symbol. But deep down, mate, the root of the problem, yeah, you're you're basically, you know what I mean? You're, you're basically agreeing with what their principles are. And I mm. thought to myself, nah, man. And you know what, yeah? Even though they've backtracked it and they've gone out, mate, there's no forgiveness. We want them out now. The Woodward's mm. gone now. I'm telling you now, mate, these Glazers must leave now. And if we don't do it, by, by for me, by the end of the season, I'm not even kidding you, no. By the end of the season, I don't want to see them here next season. I want you to see what? a new ownership by the summer. Let me just get to read this super chat because it's relevant. It says, uh, M to the O, uh, thank you for the super chat. It says, regardless of what happens, we can never forget what these owners have done. I'm happy for Said that Ed is gone, but like FSG, Glazers are the issue. Yeah, absolutely. Steve, I'm going to come to you and I want to put it to you because your owners, it seemed up until Sunday, had had fulfilled your dreams, a lot of your dreams, I'd say. Um, but what's your thoughts been since? I mean, I know, but I want you to tell everyone because that's the point of this show today was to get the the, the, the Manchester the side of the opinion. So, <laughs> what what did you think, and how do you how did you feel? It, it came as a shock to us because, like you said, um, since Sheikh Mansour took over and Carl Doon's been chairman, they've kept us in the loop with everything. They've, they've, they've conducted themselves in Manchester impeccably. They've always kept us in the loop. Like I said to you last night on the Big Six, I've had surveys and questionnaires in my inbox of them asking me what pies we want at the ground, how many pints you drink at halftime. They've literally, <laughs> uh, you've got to commend them what they've done, yeah? So this came totally out of the blue because I'm thinking, hold on a minute, you're surveying the, the, the kids, how much they spend in the shop. So I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself. For real, the deals are so good. I got my kids summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. You're doing all these things right off the pitch. You're donating to the hospitals. You're building the training ground, the city group. You're doing everything right, and it looks great. You took UEFA to court. You kept us in the loop. You told us what was going on, and you won. And then all of a sudden, overnight, you release a joint statement with the very people who you, who Man City fans said, you know, other teams grasped on us about this or transfers and all that. Next minute, we're getting into bed with them teams. We're all we're all friends now. We're all going this Super League. Didn't sit right with me. Said to you last night in the Big Six show, one team it takes to fall out of this, it'll be a domino effect. I told you the fans were powerful, as you've seen today. 
fans are powerful. But I wanted to hear from a chairman. I owed him that. And I said that last night. Till I hear from Khaldun, Al Mubarak, then I need to know what's going on. And I think, listen, yeah, they've, they've been great for Manchester City, but they made a big, big mistake. They've made a big mistake. And that mistake could have cost them 10, 11 years of hard work overnight. And I thank God and I thank Sheikh Mansour and Khaldun and whoever's involved in it that they saw the light and they've changed it. Now, I hope all my other friends who've got, who were involved in this, who want their teams out, we all got to stand together. Just because we're out now, that's not the end of it for me. I'm thinking that's done. I'm going to London weekend. So Turkish is planning things for Arsenal. I'll go there. I'll help them out. Same with Saeed. As long as they don't get me head kicked here at Old Trafford, I'll go there. <laughs> I'll help them. But you know what I mean? Listen, it's it's mad how they even thought that they could get away with it without without consulting the very people who keep this game alive. You cannot mm. do something like that. It's not America. I said it before. It's not America. You don't get away with moving teams around in this country like franchises, changing names, shirt colours. It doesn't happen. Your your, your granddads, your, your, your dads, your kids, we're all steeped in our clubs. We love them. Your house is full of memorabilia. We've got memories with this team. It's ingrained in your soul. You can't come from another country, no disrespect, and think you can tinker with that because... You're playing a very dangerous game. There's a lot of men lost their jobs tonight, yeah? And there's a lot of uh, football fans now who are rising. And I think it scared them. And fair play to the whole football world coming together, put tribalism aside. We pulled together when needed. It took 24 hours, that is it, to bring them so-called elite teams down. That is how powerful the fans are, man. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And, and, and you know... You made some amazing points there and, and proper heartfelt points, you know, proper passion, because I know I know you're not a plastic Man City fan. I know you've been there from the start um, and you've seen the rough and the smooth and everything. And, and Gav, Steve touches upon sort of these guys getting, I don't know, scared or whatever, whatever, however we want to put it. <laughs> They've seen an uprising of fans, United fans in this country. I don't mean Man United. I mean, all of the club's fans united, putting rivalries aside, tribalism aside. And we've shown what can be done, Gav. Is that is that a warning to these guys that they can't just fucking come in and think they can just take over like they've done in America, et cetera, et cetera? It probably is, yeah. Like if you look at the if sports fans aren't going to call for for the owners of sports to be thrown out, and and um, Man City fans aren't going to be called for their owner to to go. But it's the ones Arsenal, Liverpool, um, Arsenal, Liverpool will definitely be calling for, um, and United, sorry, will definitely call for their owners to go. Um, and do you know what? It's not because what they've done. It's for me, anyway, this is my personal opinion. It's not because what they've done, it's how they've done it. Mm. You know, as Steve said, you know, all these clubs have big support bases. They've big supporters, unions nearly, you know, where like you can go and you can talk to them or you can send an email to everyone and say, listen, this is what we're going to do. Because look, they didn't make this up on Friday and announce it on Sunday. It's as simple as that, right? What's happened here, in my opinion, is... They were in negotiations with UEFA. They seen that, and at the same time, in negotiations with each other, they seen what UEFA wanted to do from 2024, which meant more games, 
okay, for they're saying increased revenue, but not enough, okay? And these clubs, look, as football fans, we don't care where the money comes from, right? We all want to have loads of money. We all want shiny things. That's how it goes. That's how football is. Some people out there don't. They like the traditionalism of it, and that's absolutely fine. But the vast majority want to compete, and if whatever it takes to compete, they'll go and do it. You know that kind of way. But but the way they've done this, um, I have only two issues with this. The way they've done it, um, which has been ridiculous, and not even that, the billionaires, the businessmen, that they have all these people around them. Who in their right mind thought that they'd get together, 12 clubs, have a discussion, go to UEFA, not get what they want, and decide we're not going to say anything to fans, staff, nothing, and we're just going to go out and say this is happening. Who in their right mind, for all these businessmen, making all this money, meant to be extremely intelligent and astute at what they do, made that decision. That's the first thing. And the second thing that has annoyed me about it is the competition itself, right? I have no issue if they were to turn around and say, listen, we're 12 clubs and we're going to stand up for the rest of Europe and we want UEFA out, okay? And what we want to do is all the leagues that compete now, we want to give you more money Okay, we want to give more money into the Champions League or whatever they're going to call it, but it's not going to be ran on the UEFA because UEFA are taking X amount of money in and they're they're giving away 30% of it and they're keeping the rest of themselves. Why? I don't fucking know. UEFA don't do anything. You know what I mean? They just govern. It doesn't cost that much money to govern. It can't. And I would have been behind that. I'd have been behind that where they said, we're going to stand up. We're going to be the white knights that come in and... Do all this for you. And when it comes around, the wafer won't be hanging over this. Every money, every penny that comes in, we're going to distribute it. And this is exactly where we're going to do it. But it's going to take us 12, the powerful ones, to do it. Because if we don't do it, nobody else will. All right? But they, they, they come across with a competition that's a closed shop. So not only are they not telling the fans, okay, they... They are having discussions with themselves. And then on top of that, they bring forward a competition that will basically say we're giving 12, 15, whatever amount of clubs, 300 million pounds a year. And they're going to go back to their domestic football, which would be in tatters. Because I don't care what anybody says, Chris. Those six clubs will come back from playing this competition, go into the Premier League, and they won't care about the Premier League. I don't. People will say, oh, well, if you win it, fuck winning it. It doesn't mean anything. Because... For this club, the money is over in the other direction, in this big closed competition, where they're guaranteed 300 million a year. Why would you bother with the Premier League? And that's that's what annoyed me the most, Chris, because, you know, I'm not fortunate enough to have a, a season ticket at Anfield. There's so many people on waiting lists. It's, it's untrue. Mm. But but the bread and butter, Grizz, is going on a Saturday. Steve probably does it at, at the Etihad. Um, Saeed does it. Going every Saturday and that's your routine. You build your week around going to football. Now, if I was to tell you that you're going to go and do this next season and, to, and sorry, 30% of the league, it means nothing to them because no matter what they do in the Premier League, it has no effect on the money they get and the prestigious tournament they get into. For me, that was outrageous. You have to qualify for what you, and, and progress and then you get the returns on it. You have to. You can't just say, lads, all yous are getting into this competition every year. It puts an end to domestic football. And that's not me being sympathetic towards UEFA, the Premier League, Sky, BT or anything. I'm not. Because they're all just people with lots of money fighting each other for money. And the people that watch football are always treated the worst. But that's the two things that got me, Grizz. The way they done it, didn't consult with each other, thought it was smart when it clearly wasn't. And then you have a competition that basically makes your league obsolete. It really does. It does, yeah. I just, 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 just let me just quickly read the super chat and then you can go. Um, 
975 Jamrock says, um, I am pro Super League. There is a cost certainty via salary cap. The club gets a chance to sell a player on the project and not the highest wages. Send 15% of total revenues back to domestic leagues. Now, I want to put this to Avi because Avi had some interesting opinions about it. Um, and, and, and you being from the US, um, who have this kind of salary cap system, don't they? Um, in, in this sport, what do you make they, of this? In, in NBA, they do where you can only purchase certain players at a high wage. Um, the Golden State Warriors, who are actually based in San Francisco, they had Kevin Durant, Steph Curry on one team, which was unfair, and Clay Thompson. It was like a dream team, which a lot of teams were complaining. But I tell you what, it is, Grizz. There was a team here, Oakland Raiders, right? A six, not a successful NFL team, but a very popular NFL t- team, the Raiders. Everyone, even back home, wears Raiders shirts back home in England. I used they, to as well, you know that? Yeah. It was one of the first shirts I ever used to have, and I'm talking years back, and I didn't have a clue who they were. But that's how successful I used to have a yeah. Raiders top. Right. They've never. They, I don't even think they've ever won the Super Bowl, but they've always been one of those catchy sort of teams, you know, with the shirt and the logo and stuff. They just got uprooted literally two seasons ago to Las Vegas, um, to Las Vegas. So mm. Oakland, which is literally 20 minutes from me, they uprooted them in a new brand spanking stadium in Las Vegas, which is about an hour and a half away from me via plane. There was no uproar. There was absolutely no uproar. If you did that with Liverpool, all of a sudden you're moving them or shifting them closer to Manchester. Wow. Right? You'd get yeah. uproar. But there wasn't any of this. So these what it is. Stan Kroenke, right? The Glaziers, who obviously own Tampa Bay, uh, Saeed will know. The Boston Red Sox, which are owned by uh, John W. Henry, they don't know the severity of football fans because the fans that are in America are very much more relaxed, right? And the end game is, we talk about money, right? The end game was for these people, right? And this is why we've brought in Jerry Cardinal. They don't care if their stadium does not get filled at all. So we've got 54,000 capacity at Anfield. The end game essentially was that they joined the Super League. And they've got such a sufficient amount of money through sponsorships, through branding, through JP Morgan uh, fund investments that they don't care if the stadium is half empty. They don't care. You watch all the baseball stadiums out here, you'll hardly ever see a full sellout. Oh, wow. You'll hardly ever see a full sellout. You probably see 50 to 60% full capacity because they're making too much money through TV commercial deals, uh, ESPN, through branding, point. through commercial points. So they don't actually. It, they don't really care. When you go to a baseball game here, it's more of an experience. You know, match day, you get a few chicken tenders. A few entertainment. Fries, it's a entertainment. Few, few exactly. Yeah. That's, that's all it is. That's why. Chicken these, tenders. That's why. No, it's, it's Saeed. That's I know. What it, I know. I know, I know you it. like that. I know you like them chicken tenders. So, Saeed, we laugh about it, but that's what it is. The Golden Costco State the Warriors. Nice, the Golden State Warriors. Such a commercial team. Such a successful team, too. But you, you can get tickets. Anyone can fly over from London and get tickets at a good seat. Because that's it a very good that's, that's a very good point she made. That's the issue that they actually they actually tried to brainwash. They actually thought they're gonna brainwash the football fan, the UK football no, fan into no, into they didn't. To, no, they didn't. I think they, they did. Didn't. Well, no, well, they didn't. Because brainwashing brainwashing is suggestive. Okay. So you need to suggest stuff um uh, uh, you know on the on the choir and you know subtly they didn't brainwash, they just made a decision no, and went for it. There's no brainwashing here. What the end game for these 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 clubs, right, and these owners are is to have full control 
over football in Europe, right? Americanize it where, you know, they'll end up with draft systems three and four years down the road, right? Because they'll do away with transfer fees, which in turn does away with agents' fees, and they just trade players and they give them massive, massive salaries. And mm. that was the end game because that's what they're used to. And this is, this is where I can't, for the life of me, uh, how work out how these people are are so supposedly astute and think that this is okay. And not only to think it's okay, but then to absolutely do this where they don't even follow it through. They don't even mm. follow it through. So so they've gone from a you know a decent position of power within UEFA, right? Where do you want that little bit more to telling your wafer to fuck off, right? Which is no bad thing, right? But telling your wafer to fuck off. And then two days later they're all pulling out. So now they're going gonna go back to your wafer and what are they gonna do? Your wafer are just gonna go same deal. Now, unless your wife have come on and said, listen, lads, the money was X amount, we're putting her up to X amount and you can have whatever and we write these in. That may be the case. But listen, this isn't the end of it for these owners because they will do it again. They will well, do this it is again. It. I just their want to go end to the game, is, their end game is power and control. Let me just go to the super chat because, as you say, this ain't the end game for these owners or we don't know what the, what the future oh. is with these owners. So, Caragon Sky Sports says... Um, according to Aspect Limited, thank you for the super chat. Says there's nothing left for FSG. There isn't a future for FSG at Liverpool as owners after this. I don't see how they continue. Said, I want to come to you and ask you about. Time to fire up the grill. Time to go to Total Wine and find the perfect flavor to pair with those burgers. Ooh, I love their beer cooler. <laughs> you love their prices even more. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, ridiculously low prices. Total Wine and more. Your owners. Mm. So. <laughs> So, so, okay, just quickly read this super chat out. It says, Darius White says, don't be disrespectful. <laughs> don't be disrespectful, fam. Oakland has won three Super Bowls. Yeah. Uh, 30, 40 years ago. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But they still won it. Come on. It's the, it, it, can I just ask you, so can I ask you the question? And is it to do with the Glazers? Go on then. So yeah. they've been in power since when? 2000, 2001, wasn't it? Or 2003? No, no, 2004. I think it was 2004, yeah, 2004 five season they came. Okay, they took over. Initially, there was the Newton Heath stuff, right? The, ye- the yellow and green scarves, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pro- protests there. Then there was uh, FC United formed, am I right? Yeah, FC United of Manchester, yeah. they formed their, their thing, yeah. So, so, let me just, so there was always huff and puff with the United takeover from the get-go. But yeah. as you know, Saeed, the Glazers <coughs> have overseen that. They've overseen that. Commercially, yeah. you're doing well as a club. I know they keep leveraging on the debt and just keep paying off the interest every season but there's a lot of huff and puff so i'm all for protests and whatnot i'm all for them but i just don't see how you literally overthrow glaziers and i and it's same with fsg same with um stan Kroenke. i don't literally see how you overthrow a institution or the, the ownership just like that it, it, it it's more it's easier said than done but i just don't know how you carry yeah it i think for me it's I, I, I see. I love the beauty of it's easy said than done. A lot of people they they use it. I'm not 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 necessarily you, but I think a lot of people say it, and I feel like for me, it's it's a, it's, a, it's a coping mechanism. But for me, man, I love the challenge, man. And you know, as fans, we're gonna be here until until you die, man. You know, we're gonna be here, man. I'm gonna be supporting this football club, so I'm here for the trials and tribulations. I'm here for the setbacks. I'm here for the you know we didn't do it this time. Can we go again? This is what it's all about momentum for me, momentum and consistency. If you have them two, for me, it's possible. But the problem is, you have to try. This Woodward guy, he's saying that he was meant to leave from five months ago. It's bollocks. 
It's absolute bollocks. He's under pressure. He's left his way for job. He's, he's not going to be successful in this Super League. So he's thinking, what am I doing here? What can I do? If he was meant to be five months ago, why did he agree to this Super League? That's a question you've got to answer. And that for me, yeah, the Glazers for me, Woodward has gone. There's three more to go. Richard Arnold, Matt Judge, and Joe Glazer, and all them lot, the, the, the three brothers. It is possible, but the fans have to unite and the fans have to get their voices heard. If we can do that, I'm telling you right now, mate, week in, week out, if we can do that, walkouts in the stadium when they come, every single game, walk out after a certain minute, mate. Football lives on. We can watch football at home. 70th minute, okay, Man United won. But the problem is, mate, you can't sell your soul, mate. You can't say it's acceptable under this glaciership just because we've got a legend as a manager to say it's acceptable for the guys above to keep doing what they're doing. Enough is enough now. Same with you guys, FSG. I think Gar- I think uh, Jamie Carragher said, it doesn't go on now, man. It's over. Cronky, it's over. You guys have to leave now. And the fans are not going to accept it. The players, what's the point? These players are going to be thinking, bloody hell, man. It's not, it's not good to be around here, is it now? After what's happened. This is a history moment, man. I've never seen this before. In 2004, for me, there wasn't enough social media. And I, and I know that's kind of a, a weird thing to say, but there was not enough coverage there wasn't enough people backing it. There wasn't enough, you know, the fans of today, man. We've got youthful fans who can have a voice, have a platform. Look at the platform we have here, YouTube. It's a, it's, it's, it's a lovely platform to have. And you have the voice in the head. Look at that video that was at Stamford Bridge yesterday. You would have, look how many people that are recording it. You would have not seen that over there. It's all about exposure. You have more exposure, you have the more of, of a chance of getting these glazes out. 100%. Um, Steve. Sides touched upon obviously fan power and and how we can unite and how we can use this as an opportunity to to sort of make things right or as right as possible. Obviously, city fans are not you know not in that kind of boat. Yours is a different kind of journey. Yours has been a different kind of journey, a different kind of route taken. But from a city we fan point all- of view, what do you Sorry, what we do had you it think? All years ago, with Swales, Peter Swales, yeah. they ruining the club. And what we mm. did is, I remember I was only a kid with my dad. And after the games, mate, there was steam in the main entrance and they were rioting outside. And I tell you what, they got it done. And the, and, and the thing is, what, what, what the difference is with, with City at the time then, we, 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 uh, we, were, we had a, a small, loyal fan base who were really, really, it was their club and they were, they were vicious with it. And, and we, we got it done in the stadium. They, were, it, they didn't do it the right way, but they got it done. But what you get now with like United and Arsenal and that and Liverpool to some respect, because the fan base is split and so diverse, you've got millions of fans all across the world. A lot of them fans love Liverpool, but they're not they're not they don't love them like other fans do. And I know I'm not trying to patronise anyone there, but what I'm saying is if you're local and it and, and like you say, it's in your blood and it's like it's it's deep and it's like it's like your family. So you're gonna defend it like mad. Somebody who's Baby goes to be one or two a season. If they sort of see a protest, they can't go anyway. They're miles away. So they sort of just watch on YouTube and, yeah, we don't like them and all that. But they don't actually do anything. And that's what I'm saying. So when United organised these protests, no disrespect for United, but there was just a little hardcore of fans going there. No, no, Not enough to make an impact. I mean, mm. Liverpool yeah. get shit done. They, 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 if you upset them, you, you they get shit done. They will get it done. Um but I just think now, but with this, this movement, I didn't even this movement is not even ten percent of what it what it could be if if it really shit the fan. 
And and what I like about this now is rival fans are willing to help other clubs because they're looking out now going, whoa, them Glazers, the fucking hell. I know it's banter with City, yeah, saying, oh, again, the Glazers are ripping you dry and all that. But when I take my Manchester City spectacles off, it's disgusting, man, what they're doing to that club. Disgusting. And like I say, hopefully, Saeed, he, 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 he's, people are feeding off the passion. When the fans get back, they've got to, they've got to make a stand, man. They've got to do it, you know what I mean? We've got another super chat from Ron Franks here. It says, these owners had their bluff called by UEFA and FIFA. They showed their cards and the fans' media blew up their hand. Fans chose UEFA over the owners. Gav, I know yeah. you've got thoughts about this and, you know, about this being a bluff and a gamesmanship and what happened? It was. It was. It was a power play for them. It, it's simple as that. And, and you know, Speaking on Liverpool's behalf, like, well, not on Liverpool's as the club, but speaking from a Liverpool point of view, you know, we've seen things like, um, you know, the 77 pound ticket stuff, the four lower staff, and, 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 other, and other things as well. And the club have admitted mistakes and moved on. And, and look, you know, at, at the time, you'd say fair play to them. They made a mistake. They were wrong on what they done. But again, you go back to who's making these decisions. Who, who thinks, as, as Steve said, you upset Liverpool fans, you're going to know about it. You know, and they will march on the ground. They will walk out. There's no doubt about it. They'll walk out. And people will say, well, you support the team. No, they're doing it for the better good. So they will walk out. Um, they do get things done. And, you know, I just I'm, I just look at this now as, as for me, that their, their end game being revealed. You know, because somebody said something to me the other day. And he said, if this goes through, they're untouchable. Because they have everything they want. They have their European Super League. They have their guaranteed money of masses of money. Masses of money dwarfs what you get out of the Premier League. They have it every year. They'll never get thrown out of it. They're a founder member. And they have a massive asset that they will just plough all advertising into and Americanise as much as they can. And that will be their end game. They reveal their end game now. Um, with regards to them going, um, I don't think supporters will have to do much. I'm being honest with you. You know, I've been all the time since FSG have been here, I've been um, quite quiet on them. And then at times I've been critical. And then at times I've held my hands and said, yeah, good job. Um, because I don't pick a side when it comes to FSG. I just look at it as it happens and, and how it progresses. I, I don't, I haven't got the time to pick a side and be that committed to it, to be perfectly honest. But fans don't need to do much now. They've literally, for me, they've written their own. They've written their own their warrant on this one. They really have because... They've done it, but it's the way they've done it. If they'd have went to Liverpool fans and said, "Look, we're meeting representatives from Liverpool um, this week, and we're going to discuss," and you put it to them, and they, then people are able to come back out and say to the <coughs> wider Liverpool um, fan base, along with the club, and said, "Look, the club have gone to UEFA. They're they're holding back X amount of money. They're not letting us progress. We're playing more and more games, and um, they're taking more and more of a cut. And why should we do this?" Fans would have went, "Well, you know what? Fair play to you for." Um, coming out now we don't we still don't like it but fair play to you for coming out but this I can't see clubs needing to do much now fair, listen that's not knocking Syed or Turkish or anybody that's going to do a protest because there's there's other issues at those two clubs uh, yeah. as well you know and, and the protests even if they've all pulled out by Saturday I think these protests are going to happen even if they pulled out by Saturday there's still a reason to go in and go listen You've pulled out, but this isn't good enough. And now this is compounding what we're saying about you for a long time. The same with the Liverpool fan base. You're going to get that. There's loads of people in here that are saying FSGU. And they're absolutely um, 
we're in the right to say that somebody's saying there 11 a.m. Um, Anfield protests. I think that might be the weekend. But I don't, <clears throat> by all means, go and protest. You have every right to. But I don't think they'll need to do much because I think at the back of it all, FSG will be looking going, do you know what? Where do we go from here? What do we say to this? You know, and look, I, I, I know as a Liverpool fan that our fan base are extremely knowledgeable when it comes to um, the runnings of the club and and the traditions and, and, and people might say to you, oh, well, tradition is 2021, you have to move on. I get that. I absolutely get that. But there's, there's certain standards that you keep. You know, we talk about standards all the time at top football clubs and the people at the very top let their standards, in my opinion, slip very low in what they've tried to do here. And listen, another owner will come along and might want the same and another owner might come along and pump a load of money in and go a different direction. But for FSG, speaking just very clearly on it and, and very kind of, without having red tinted glass or FSG tinted glasses or anything like it, I think they've done themselves huge, huge damage here. And probably for them at the worst football club they could have done around. Mm-hmm. Avi, do you want to take this super I'll chat? I'll just take this super chat. Yeah, so the same, so, so from 1975, Jamrock, thank you for the super chat. So the same fans asking owners to go in debt to get Kylian Mbappe and Erling Haaland are the same fans stating the club are doing this for money and shouldn't do it. No. And Gab- can, sorry, sorry. Can I yeah. just quickly on that? Of course. I'm, I'm not saying that because I don't care where the money comes from. The, the, the days of caring about where money comes from is over. This is 2021. It's colossal money. You either get it or you don't compete. That's the way it is. It's cutthroat. I'm, I'm not, um, that's not for me. I, I wouldn't call for a club to win to debt and then call for, oh, you're giving out for the going for the money. I, not me. I'm giving out because the way they've done it and also the way they've, they've decided that they'll just take full, con- they want control. They don't want, the money isn't there. It's the control they want. And at the end of the day, these clubs have done something behind all the fans' backs and they've tried to, not only do that, they've tried to, in my opinion, ruin domestic football while they're at. I just want to touch upon something that Gav said about FSG and he, he and he feels that, you know, they might have no option but to, you know, sell the club. You see Martin Edwards and David Gill, so you'll remember Martin Edwards and David Gill, my United chairman, they and chief executives, they took United to such a level commercially that they were untouchable. Untouchable before the Chelsea's got taken over, before the cities, right? They maximised profits. They maximised Old Trafford, literally brought, built extensions upon extensions. Yeah. We had David Moores and we had Rick Perry and we were playing catch-up for many years, playing catch-up. Hicks and Gillette took over and the rest is history, right? We were still playing catch-up. FSG and I'm... This podcast is brought to you by Progressive. Have you tried the Name Your Price tool yet? It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to find a rate that works for you. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive. Get your quote today at Progressive.com and see why four out of five new auto customers recommend Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm not, I'm not supporting them here, but I'm saying FSG have such a structure in place at Liverpool. We know each and every person on the board, probably most more than what Steve knows about Man City or Saeed might know about, you know, United or Arsenal, um, Arsenal fans with their club. Billy Hogan, Matt Scammell, we've got Michael Edwards. It's a structured club where right now we're finally at a place where we're starting to compete off the pitch 
with the Manchester Uniteds, with the Chelsea, with the Arsenals, right? We are recouping money, the Nike deal and everything. Now, all of a sudden, they've made one mistake, a huge mistake. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's a huge mistake. But, Gav, what I think has happened here is they didn't want to get left behind where in the 90s we got left for dust. We couldn't compete. We couldn't compete in the 90s. 8.5 million was our record signing of Stan <clears throat> Collymore back in 96, 97, which we thought was big money. But then a season after that, United eclipsed us, right, with who what they were spending, season in, season out. We were getting left behind. We weren't getting Champions League football. So we've come to a stage now where they probably had no option but to join this founding members, and they saw the money and they thought, if we don't do it and this goes ahead, we're falling way behind again. But that's, that's not the argument that we do. But you see, that's not the argument. No, I'm, I know. Uh, I, no, but, but, but no, no, that, that's, that's an excuse that, that you're making now. Uh, because if they get left behind, and I've heard that a lot, that's not, uh, there's no issue there. And people are saying, oh, was it just a race to the top? Yes, it is. It is a race to the top. That's how football is. We either, listen, if you tell me tomorrow that Liverpool are just not going to do this, not going to spend this money and, not, and just play and whatever, I'll, I'll watch them. doesn't bother me. Right, but in in the, in the current football, it is a race to who can get the most money to spend on the best players. That's how it is. That's that's just the way it's evolved over the last thirty years, in particular. But this whole thing of they didn't want to get left behind. No problem with that. But why didn't you tell your fans? Why didn't you tell your supporters? Why didn't you tell your sponsors? Why didn't you tell your partners in this? Because you've loads. Your of manager, your your own you, manager, you're, the, the your manager, your players, the uh, most important man at Liverpool Football Club here. is Jurgen Klopp. May I tell you, they, they spout on all the time, and I know I'm going on about Liverpool, but I'm sure the other clubs do it. They spout on all the time about how great partnerships they have and look who's sponsoring this and sponsoring that and we're delighted to have these on board. You need to go. You need to go and tell these people, your manager, your players, your staff, your sponsor, whoever it might be, but most of all the supporters. And people will laugh at that and go, they don't care about supporters. Well, they just found out what not fit. Uh, caring about supporters means do you get me and uh, like it's uh, I just uh, Avi I get the whole not being left behind stuff but if you I guarantee if those 12 clubs had went to their things and came out honestly weeks in advance and said we are going to consult our fan base and our representatives and partners and whoever it might be at this because we are a a, a juncture with UEFA that we don't feel we're being treated fairly they would have had a much smoother pass to what you were trying to do now the whole the, the whole domestic football thing is still a mad one because you could literally end up with these six lads finishing one to six and seven, eight, nine and ten go into a Champions League that's now half meaningless because the big clubs aren't in it. But if they'd have went the proper way about this, they wouldn't have been left behind, one. And two, they wouldn't be sitting here tonight on Tuesday, whatever it is, the 20th of, of April, right, with this hanging over them now where people literally want them to fuck off and fuck off now. And that's what they've done wrong. Statements, so I'm coming gonna, out, I'm gonna, Sorry, I'm statements coming out in the next 20 minutes with Liverpool. Okay, there you go. You can't get more breaking news than that. And obviously, people, we're on a live stream, so any news, Arsenal just put in the channel, read it. Arsenal as well. Saeed talking, about, Saeed, talking about being left behind. Um, yeah. I know you felt that if you continue under the Glazers, Ole, and especially um, Woodward, that you're going to be left behind. So your your night must have been absolutely like turned on its head when you found out a that you're not going to continue and b that man is leaving his job. What next? What next do you envisage? What next do you see? What next do you want? Who do you want in that role? Because as Avi says, you used to be the kings commercially. Yeah. 
Like you guys were the were the pinnacles, you know, commercially with 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 what was his name? Ah, oh, the name slips me. Come and help me out, guys. David Gill, David Gill Martin Edwards. David Gill, yeah. Martin Edwards. Wow. What now? What now? Well, I think obviously the the foremost uh, priority for everyone is his protest on Saturday. But in terms of positions, obviously Woodward leaves at the end of the season. But this is the thing about Woodward. Woodward was a prominent figure for the Glazers. He mm. got them all the deals, whether we like it or not, and whether it kind of, you know, you know, benefited by United in terms of the way we see our football club run is a different story. But he was their right-hand man. He was the person that was getting them all the numbers. So mm. they've lost an absolute massive asset at this football club. You know what I mean? They've lost a person who's, who, who's, who's basically numbers. All he knows is numbers. He don't know anything about football. All he knows is numbers. And... For me, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But I'm just like, you know, they all have to leave now. You know what I mean? I know you guys here, there's a lot of people saying FSG out, FSG out. But I think we're at that same thing now. They've, they've, they've burned too many bridges for me to even kind of, anyone to, you know, for me to apologise, man. They can't apologise anymore. They have to leave. It's 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 within their duty now as, as a football ownership to say, you know what, we messed up here. We don't see any kind of uh, future now. This is what's the tipping point for them. And for me, they have to go. Every single owner now. You're looking at your guys there now. Will Liverpool fans ever forgive FSG and John W. Henry? I'm not sure they will. Even after mm. the your highs of winning the Champions League and the Premier League. I don't think they will. Because we've been stabbed in the back as fans. We've been told a lie. And, and, and eventually, you know what I mean? They've done a U-turn now. And they said, you know yeah. what? Maybe it's all rosy. Maybe the grass wasn't greener on the other side. And now we're like, nah, man. You know what I mean? You're not doing it anymore. You've been caught out like a, like a robber. And nah, man, don't give the money back. Keep it and go. See you later, mate. And that's how I feel for me. Get out of this football club and just let us get our football club back, man. And I said it. Someone said to me, and I just did the final point. Someone who said to me, and I think I've explained this already, but someone said to me, you know what, man? Being relegated, yeah, just to get the glazes out. What do you think? And I always say to them, nah, man, we need to compete, man. But you know what, man? I'd happily go in fifth division of the English pyramid if it meant the glazes left. I tell you what, man, I'll be serious, man. I'll be honest with you. No, man. no, that's that, I mean, just to see the you know, go back, yeah, guys, yeah. Read this out. M to the O, thank you again. People forget we want our clubs to succeed and improve, but we will never stop supporting our clubs no matter how far they fall. Success is a bonus. Um, go on, Avi. I was, I was going to go to Steve, but if you've got a quick point. Make- Saeed, you mentioned about like you want Glazers out, right? Which is fair yeah. enough. But who, right now in the climate that we're living in, who's got that money that you guys, that Glazers will want? Glazers will want top money. We're looking, looking at 2.5 billion. We're looking for... Two billion, close to two billion for Liverpool. There aren't any people out there, sugar daddies out there, that are you ready to know. come in, spend for the sake of it. There, there isn't. So I can tell you that they won't be. No, I'm not, I understand I, the money. I can't see Jeff Bezos, Larry Ellison's, these American billionaires who are worth 140 billion coming in and just lavishly mm. just spending money, maybe to wash away money. I just can't see it. City was an exception, uh, right? And we know again, that there's. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then again, who knew that this would have happened? The Super League. Who knew that this idea would ever come up? I know the idea was there, but who knew in 24 hours the face of football would change like that? Who knew? These things can happen. happen you know what man. I mean? I'm not saying yeah. bring the Saudis in. Bring the... Nobody knew this was going to happen. That's what I say with football. It's a, 
it's a crazy game, man. We're in a crazy, crazy sport, and anything can happen. And that's why, for me, I'm never ruling anything out. It has to. The pressure has to happen. I don't want to. For me, the questions can come. I want the questions first, and then I want the answers after. So the questions need to be asked. These glazers, they need to be gone, and then we can say, you know what? After that, let's let's find an owner. But for me, first, they have to go, man. And I know who you think you're going to get, but these guys have to leave this football club. Just a, uh, another super chat, a couple of super chats. Tahir Qureshi, thank you. FSG out. They have embarrassed Liverpool, humiliated us and tarnished our reputation. And there was another one, Gav. Yep, Scott Willig. Willig? Yeah, with a furlough, yeah. big picture, Hillsborough anniversary, and now this, they have shown no connection with our community. They must go. Um, connection. They've all gone now. It's confirmed yeah, yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, but you, yeah, but, yeah, but you guys already knew I told you at three o'clock that what's happening in it. Wink, wink, yeah. nudge, nudge. But listen, the point being, <laughs> um, um, I was going to say, Steve, in terms of relationship with the community, connection with the community, city owners have been massive on that, huge on that, right? They haven't just come in and bought players. They've worked around everything else as well. Um, how do you, or do you trust them going forward that this kind of thing won't happen again? Because as Saeed says, this kind, this kind of, we knew it was developing, but this kind of thing came out of the blue. We, it, we knew it was in the planning, but it suddenly did come out of the blue. Do you trust your owners complicitly now? Are you good with them and everything's calm? Because they've made a mistake and they've rectified it. Because for you, is this is the first mistake they've made, right, from the Man City point of view? For me, it's the first mistake they've, they've mm. made. Um Let's see how they go about it in the next coming days and what they what they say and how what unfolded. I think a lot of clubs are going to have to come with a grovelling stick to the fans now and, and explain mm -hmm. why they did something. You don't know if there was contractual issues in this new league where they couldn't release it on certain days and they had to do it all together and things like that. So, I mean, today the most important thing is we're out of it. Let's put it's put to bed and we've all got our clubs back and we know where we're at. Um, Secondly, I you know I understand a few of you guys owners that you don't you, you you don't want them there. With us, obviously, we want them there. Like you say, with the community and the the things they've done around the stadium, they bought all the houses and and all the residents that live in in the Sheikh's houses. They have access to private schools, education things he's built for them. And the area's gone. The houses have gone from peanuts to to hundreds and hundreds of thousands of pounds around there because of him. Um, and he's just done, I mean, looking at Manchester City, we were a mess. And when he came in, look at what they've done. Yeah, it's great. I'm just really shocked and disappointed that um, after everything they've done over the last 10 years, consulting everything has been on point for this to, for them not to say anything and do this. and But for every one of our clubs to do it, I think there's a bigger picture where the obviously Perez was the gaffer. And I reckon mm. none of them could consult anyone about it. I think it had to be done the way he, because we all know he's, he's he's not a full bob. You know, you look at that lineup of chairman the other day who was involved in that, and I was saying to Saeed before it was like crime watch. You know what I mean? You're looking at a lineup there, you won't trust them. You won't trust them with a tenner. You know what I mean? 100%. And, uh, they're running European football. Nah. So let's just I, I'm, I'm, let's just reserve judgment for a couple of days till the facts come out, because no doubt things are going to come out now that we didn't know about. Oh We've just got to take one deep breath now and just think, yeah. you know what? The big, the big problem is now mm. first. 
let's just see now why we wasn't consulted as, as the life and breath of football, why we wasn't the first ones to be told. Sorry, Chris. I just, uh, Liverpool Football Club statement is short. It says Liverpool Football Club can confirm. Sorry, the screen's gone off. Uh, Liverpool Football Club can confirm that our involvement in proposed plans to form a European Super League has been discontinued. In recent days, the club has received representations representations from various key stakeholders, both internally and externally, and we would like to thank them for their valuable contributions. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Thanks for reading that out, because I was going to read that out anyway, but you've got a better voice than me and better English, so it's better you read it out. Mm. But... And I was going to come to you for a reaction for this because obviously now we are officially, officially yeah. out of the Super League. I mean, obviously, you know, I, look, I heard about this around. Th- what's happened? What have you, what have you lost? See what Arsenal said. We have they said something? Go on, you might as well read Arsenal one out as well. Go on. It's a funny statement. It's a funny statement. He goes, they go, funny as a club, result of listening. They go, as a result of listening to you and the wider football community over recent days, we are withdrawing the uh, proposed Super League. We made a mistake and we apologise for it. Absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm going to get the reactions, but look, you know, I I was told that all six, and I told you guys privately as well, all six clubs had an emergency meeting this morning and it was decided that they were going to pull out. So, you know, something's happened. Something's, Gav. This is. <laughs> we can only laugh Absolutely now. This mental. is. This is a mental. farce, isn't it, Gav? Because it's not. Because it's not a laughing matter, though. One, one, going, one at a time. One at a time. One at a time. Okay, but like, because I'm really emotional about this because we're going back into the cesspit, the poison that is UEFA. We're no, you see that, that. That's that. That's where. That's where the next step is. I am. Because like, but the, power's, just... the power's gone back to them, Gav. The, they, well, they, they relinquished that and they, they, they gained back a little bit more power. Well, we don't know yet. We no, don't you see, know we don't yet. know because... Because I... now we don't know what the reform's going to be like. And now, also, we don't, says, we don't know we why they're pulling out. And they could, now... be, they, they could be pulling out because they've been told by UEFA that, listen, whatever you've looked for, you can have. Because let's not beat around the bush here. UEFA losing those 12 clubs is it's game over for them. So I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself. For real, the deals are so good. I got my kids' summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash, too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So, yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. And on a European football, and, um, you know, on that stage, it's over. You know, you can't like. I, there's some great clubs out there. Don't get me wrong, but when you have like, the, the, you know, the well, supposed big six in England, um, you have you have your Barcelona, your Real Madrid, you know, AC and Inter Milan, um, you know, it's uh, no nobody's not that nobody's going to watch the Champions League, but look, the the, the cherry on top isn't there in in the, in those clubs. So you wait for. People will say UEFA have all the power back. I'm not too sure. I think it might be a case of UEFA said, look, lads, if these go ahead with this, it doesn't matter what we do, we're screwed. So let's, there's going to be some sort of backtracking. It'll be interesting to see what happens next now because, it, in my opinion, it'll come out now that that revamped Champions League that you've seen, I think that might be revamped again. 
and, and it'll be yeah. it'll be revamped before 2024 and you will then see UEFA being having to be very very open as to what sort of money they're giving to the clubs and how it's going to work and how it's going to drop down because from what I've read, a massive problem with what the clubs have is the number one thing is control. There's no doubt about that. But another massive thing is that the, the percentage of money that UEFA take in off this Champions League compared to what they give out and um, the clubs are apoplectic about. So it's, it'll be interesting, Abby, to see. Uh, it could be a case where, like, you know, legally something's gone on and the clubs have gone, fuck, we have to get out of here because UEFA have us over a barrel. But I think you're more leaning to the, to the fact that some sort of um, common ground is being found in all this between UEFA and those 12 clubs. Just a, quick, just, a, just a quick couple of super chats. Go on, this is aimed at you, so... Yeah, M, M to the Mo, thank you again for the super chat. Avi, respectfully, self-respect is the most important thing. Tarnishing our rep, they've made us embarrassed to support our club's absolute disgrace. Look, I totally agree with this, but we talk about now UEFA will have to put some control and we're going to get some control, but that's all bollocks in my eyes, and I'm not disrespecting anyone on this platform right now. FFP was brought in football by UEFA to control how clubs were spending their money. Spend within your means, Right. We know certain clubs, and Steve, look, again, credit to City. They've got the money. Go and buy the best. I don't have no issues with that. But don't put a practice in place that only very few clubs, maybe whether it was a Dortmund, Bayern Munich, and Liverpool, were really playing by the book, while others were lavishly just spending their money. Barcelona, Real Madrid. Barcelona are a billion euros in debt, guys. A billion euros in debt. Not 100 million, 200 million, 500 million euros. A billion euros in debt. And Madrid not far behind. Madrid ain't far behind either, Grizz. But UEFA... Fin- put this the, the financial fair play, though, to be fair, it was flawed from the start. How can it, a team... It was, 100%. I agree. How I can agree. a team be in debt, like it's like you say, like United, how can they be running out of debt but still be allowed to spend money spend because money. of a turnover yeah, base? If I ran a shop down the road, but my turnover was higher than you, but your turnover was lower than me, but you made more money than me, but I can spend more than you. It didn't make sense. It was just to keep... The big guys spending. That's all it was. But the team that owed nothing, Manchester City, they, they threw the shit at us. We took them to court, wiped the, wiped the floor with them. So that 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 FFP is dead. And then it all comes out that Real Madrid were bankrolled by, you know, the state. Barcelona are in trouble. Then all of a sudden, what happens? Boom. European Super League, where they all get bailed out with a big pot of money. All the shit, man. It all needs it all needs doing. We've proved today that what we can do if we pull together. And we know that UEFA is not whiter than white. They're corrupt from top to bottom. So now everybody has to go at them. And, and, oh. and this Champions yes. League yes. format and that has to be, uh, it has to be, you know, the football fans have to be consulted on it. We have to be consulted on it. Do we mm. want this to change? Mm. Yeah. Do, what do we want from it? And like somebody mentioned in the comments before, there has to be fan representation for me on every board. 50 plus one. <laughs> fan representation on every board. Somebody that can liaise with the fans because the clubs, some clubs do it, some clubs don't. And like you say, same with UEFA. Get people on there, footballing people, really good people that can come out. Not dodgy ones that sell dodgy friendlies to African countries for millions of pounds and, and World Cups and all that shit. We want Football legends who have been in the game for a long time. We want them having roles in FIFA and UEFA, people we can trust. Thierry Henry comes out, makes a statement to me. I'm listening to him because I know the guy. He's a legend. He's whiter than white. Steven Gerrard works for FIFA. He comes out, says something. I'm listening to him. They're the kind of people, David Beckham, people who have got a lot to lose if they ever tarnish their reputation. 
right? They will never do that. So they'll be clear with the fans. They're employing people, uh, crooks, businessmen, uh, just people that are lining their own pockets and they're rinsing the football fan. The whole UEFA organisation needs flipping on his head. Fans should be voting for presidents, vice presidents, the head of England, the head of France. We all should be voting for it. It should be just well, transparent. Well, I, I agree with you, Steve. But, but what I would say is that they're governing the, the game. They shouldn't be seen. Mm. They go, they're governing the game. No. You know, so I, 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 get the, I get the sentiment of, of, of Henri or Gerard or, or, you know, if David Silva retires and wants to do it or, you know, or um, Roy Keane or well, probably not Roy Keane because he's a lunatic. But, um, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, get the, I get the sentiment of that. But they're, gov- they're governing, you know, they shouldn't be seen. And, and the biggest thing in all of this is transparency. And and it's and it's yeah. down to transparency today. The transparency or the lack of transparency from these clubs, UEFA, um and and whoever JP Morgan, there was no transparency. There was only information when no. they had to give it. Do you get me? So when it comes down to UEFA, they should be they should be publicly putting out there exactly how much money they're getting in from every single asset that they have and then telling you exactly how much they're giving out and whether that's a million quid to some fella because it was his birthday, fine to tell us and then we can have a row about it and then it goes to the clubs Okay, and you see all this about clubs, and and you know Man City, you know they they were up against Cass, and and I agree. I think once that happened, you wait for there's no point anymore, right? But 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 every club, you know, we we hear like I said earlier, we hear all about these sponsorship deals. We hear about, and every club should absolutely put them out there every year. Now I know people say, well, they deal with the accounts. Now I want to see everything. I want to see everything. I want to see it up there, and I want to know how much they're getting because let's be honest about it, FFP was about 65% of your income, right? I think it was a 65, I forget it's that long ago, right? Of your income could be paid on player wages or player, tra- whatever it might be, right? But it never stopped somebody coming in like Abramovich, like um, the Man City owners, and just going, listen, we're throwing a billion at this, right? We're throwing a billion at it or whatever it might be. It never stopped that. Now, listen, that's not Man City's fault. That's not Chelsea's fault or F- uh, PSG's fault. It's not because it's a transparency thing, loophole thing. And when the loopholes and the transparency starts at the top, sure, there's no hope as you go down the ladder. There's none. Mm. There's no hope whatsoever. So I think the biggest thing to come out of this is, again, people didn't know. People weren't told. And we're sitting here again and we're picking up the scraps going, what do we do next? And until, uh, you're right, it has to, we need new people, fresh ideas, open people and then we can start having a conversation about rejigging your way for it because ter- tearing them all out of there is great and putting new people in that we all like is great but let's set a standard let's set let's set a way of doing things and that's the absolute way it's done because you only hear about these figures steve when it, when it goes to a court case you know or there's an investigation done and but you only hear them figures then well, we should know these all the time all the, as soon as they sign a deal with anybody, well, how much is that deal worth? Exactly. We want to know how much it's worth. Because if you're going to play out your company in the public eye, which all these clubs do, you need to tell us what it is, right? Because it's a competition. Mm-hmm. It's a public competition. And you should know about it. That's that's just yeah. my opinion, though. No, Thank you for right. your opinion, Gav. I like no your problem, opinions. Chris. <laughs> um, Kieran, Kieran Thorne, friend of the, friend of the show, uh, says, uh, and thank you for the super chat, ESL downtime, down... Down now, time for the same passion for Sky, UEFA, FIFA, Premier League to be chased into change. Racism and appropriate punishment has to be higher on the agenda. 100% agree. 100% look, guys, 
this has been look, some fantastic points by you all. And I think there's a sense of relief, but not that the job is done, if you know what I mean. Like there is relief. And, and, and you know, as we've discussed, and many people in the chat have talked about the job isn't done yet. As, as Kieran's uh, uh, super chat said as well, um, I think I'm going to read out the last super chat, uh, 1975 Jamrock again. Sorry, but city revenue doesn't cover the city cost as an entity. It's not as same as the owner putting down their cash. That is a straw man argument. Abramovich lends Chelsea money and never gets paid back. That's another another debate. We'll get Steve on and we can discuss it. But Steve, I know, has made a massive effort to try to make this show. So I'm not going to keep him much longer. Saeed, I just want to give you the last shout quickly about what's happening. What's you planning? Talk yeah. to us very quickly, bro. Yeah, you can, there's one more super chat. If you want to read that for us, Saeed, if you want. Go on. US fans can't even celebrate the victory. Because UEFA and FIFA won again, we'll get Avi's uh-huh. views on another show about that. Thank you for the super chat. Yeah, one side, what's happening with Man United? But yeah, man, Saturday, people. Um, there's gonna be a big protest for me. I think it's gonna be the biggest one. I think uh, we just need to hear our voices, um, exposure. And yeah, man, we've we've got one one job's done in Woodward, the Super League, but the 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 the, the battle's still still to be to be done, man. So for me. Saturday, 3 p.m. outside Old Trafford, Trinity Statue. And then you never know, the week after, Man United play Liverpool. There's this talk of Man United joint protest with Liverpool. Imagine that, man. You know, two 100%. clubs in unity. Wow. And, and, that's, and that's the kind of unity that needs to be shown if, yeah, gonna progress, if we're going to make a difference. And we've proved that difference can be made, you know, if we get united. Um, look, guys, we can talk forever, man. I can't believe it. It's one hour, five minutes already. Yeah. It's been a fantastic <laughs> show. Honest to God, I've really enjoyed it. I love being on a show where I don't have to talk a lot and I chose the right people for that show. Um, you know, I've really enjoyed it. I really appreciate it. Saeed and Steve, thank you so much for coming down. No problem. Uh, time, man. No and joining problem. us. We've got to do... You know what? I'm going to arrange a regular show with us, man, where people people need to hear you, people's views. Uh, passionate man, Manchester, Manchester City, Manchester United fans. Really, really appreciate it. We do this another time, lads. Thank you very much. Um, Avi and Gav, it's been a pleasure. It's been emotional, as Avi says. You got rather emotional both of you today. I like it. Showed mm-hmm. a bit of emotion. You all right now, Avi? I'm good. I'm good now. <coughs> you good now? Yeah, you all let it all out. But you know, you feel yeah, good. I I go back and eat the rest of that banana now. Yeah, you I'm can gonna, go and eat the. I need a pint of uh, beer now, so I'm gonna open up a can. Yeah, open okay. up a can and don't talk to Gav about cans. He's the fucking king of cans. King of cans. Oh, no, I'm not, not anymore. Pe- people have carveries. Gav has canveries. Trust me. Um, but anyway, um, what an amazing episode of Carnage. And if you haven't Crazy. liked it, you know what I mean? I don't know what you guys want more from us. Do you know what I mean? Like, So just appreciate if you just liked it. Share, subscribe. We're so close to 10K. Um, you know, help us. And we hope you try to bring you content that you'll enjoy. Marvelous guests as usual. It's been a helter-skelter 72 days. But I think 72 days? 72 days, I was going to say, bloody hell. 72 hours, no problem. He's smoking okay. the flags already, isn't he? Like, yeah. like the Arsenal board, I'm sorry, I've made a mistake. Yeah, uh-huh. it's okay, <laughs> right? Um, so, but it's look, it's been wonderful, it's been emotional, it's been good. We will talk again very soon. Thank you, over and out, everyone. Attention Social Security and SSI recipients. If you did not receive an economic impact payment for your eligible spouse or dependents, you may need to file a 2020 tax return with the IRS and claim the recovery rebate credit. 
Go to ssa.gov EIP to see if you need to file a tax return and if eligible for other refundable tax credits, like the child tax credit. That's ssa.gov EIP. Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya, yeah. quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un filet fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. Sports Social Podcast Network.